and welcome to another episode of How to Fix Horse Racing. No, not that kind. I'm Tom and I've got Randy and we've taken you through a roller coaster of things. We have taken you through a couple some fan comments on how to fix horse racing. We've taken you down some prop betting, some exchange wagering. We even went international last week and picked a few of our friends' brains who are in international racing. Today, we're taking it totally outside the box. We have an owner. Yes, an owner uh, who is a very well-renowned owner in thoroughbred racing, CJ Johnson. Thank you for thank you for joining us, CJ. No problem. Thanks for having me. Excited. This uh, this should be an interesting interesting little show because I think we could probably talk for hours and hours on this. But uh, I'll try not to. And, and, and listen, and we can say this: CJ is like the young hip owner. Because yes, he's he younger and hipper than we are. So that's um, true. Well, most, <laughs> most are. Um, most, and and most uh, but CJ, CJ's been around it for a long time. We'll, we'll, we'll quickly, CJ, um, you've been on our show before. We know who you are. Tell everybody out there what you do and everything like that, and then we'll get into it. Um, I am the vice president of CJ Thoroughbreds. We, uh, you know, most of our big horses are uh, partnerships. We've got a good, good uh, group of good friends that we've known for a while that, um, you know, love the game. And, uh, you know, we've had, you know, some uh, decent amount of success. I mean, we've only been doing these partnerships for about five years, but um, we have been owners and breeders for shoot 20 years now. Um, you know, with, with uh, before I was, I, I worked at Kentucky Downs. And so that was the majority of my time. So it was kind of just dabbling in this stuff here and there. You know, we had a had a mare or two, a runner or two, just messing around. Um, but over the uh, over the last, let's see, since 2016, pretty much, um, we really ramped it up and kind of started these partnerships. And now we got about 40 something in training. So um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's I, I our sport has a lot of challenges, but. You know, one of one of the things I take pride in is trying to be an ambassador to our sport and, um, you know, help get newer people to understand it and learn it and love it just like we all do. Absolutely. And that's what we're doing here. So I say, Tom, let's let's get right into it, because obviously our, our theme here with the shows we're doing are how to fix horse racing. And we've gone over the, the wagering and everything like that and feel free to comment on that. And you've been around for 20 years, CJ. So. You know, I'm probably longer than that, probably your life. Yeah. In the right. in the business, 20 years is a long time. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about what's going on now? Do you, are you optimistic or pessimistic about I'll ask you that first, about where horse races horse racing is going right now? I am uh I'm look, I'm naturally an optimist. I am I'm a little worried about a lot of things. I think we've got if we can make some changes, we can get this thing, get the ship, you know, on the right track and, 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 uh, make some improvements. Um, but the status quo just isn't going to do anymore. And, um, the way we've been doing it, and I know it's a very traditional sport, but, you know, uh, I'm going to be, you know, honest, a lot of shit's got to change. Really. It's it today. Yeah, the, you know, the world we live in today is just different. Um, it's not the good old days. And, um, it's never going to be like that again. I mean, you know, I, I think, I think, you know, other sports are in the same, in the same boat. I mean, hell you see, you know, baseball that 
the popularity of that's going down. What were the three, you know, main sports back in the day were baseball, horse racing, and boxing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And um, so we're going to have to get with the times. Um, and I think these <clears throat> breeders, owners, racetrack owners, they're going to have to realize that this is a long-term thing. We're not going to be able to change anything right away. And they are going to have to make some um, changes to their, you know, where they allocate their money and marketing and that kind of stuff and realize, hey, we, we need to start marketing this way. Now, you're not going to see it on your bottom line tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something that's going to captivate fans and turn those $2 betters into big whales later on. But you still got to take care of your whales now. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and, the, and you know, we're all active on Twitter. We see these arguments between people and um, you know, I think there's, everyone thinks like, you know, marketing is just, you can just sum it up one way. Like, no, you've got to take care of the guys who pay the bills. Now the whales that are churning a ton of money in this game. And then you've also got to, you know, try and attract new betters that are going to have disposable income in 10 years, you know, um, so I don't know. That's just kind of a quick little, but I, I, I'm optimistic. I, I think I've, I've noticed, uh, you know, I know track attendance and what it used to be and all that kind of stuff, but you go for a big day and it's still got that big atmosphere. And, and um, you know, we just got to figure it all out and, and figure out a way to capitalize on it. Hmm. So CJ, yeah. being an owner for, you know, and being part of like syndicates and in your partnerships and everything like that, have you seen an increase or decrease or, same amount is there more interest now or was there before um are you talking in terms of our partnerships yeah i, I guess in, or, or in general or in general maybe it may not be specific but. well i mean we're small guys compared to these you know big partnerships um and i think that's where ownership is heading is more of these partnerships and i'm sure you've heard you know like what is it in australia like one out of you know, however many people owns a piece of a horse. I mean, that's kind of the way this is going. And that's, you know, diving into this more and seeing the numbers more and running a big stable, it's really hard to make money. I mean, it is really hard to make money and we got to get purses up. Um, and, but yeah, I think, I think the, the partnership thing is just going to keep growing and growing. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, we all want our own name on the horse and all that kind of stuff and be the owner. But once you get that first set of bills, it's like, there's, you know, there's no way you've got to minimize the risk. Yeah. And, and, and the, you know, the last thing you want to do is get behind on bills and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it is a tough game. I mean, you've got to, you know, your horse has got to be running one through four every race just to be able to make it really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, you're, you know, you're picking up, you're running six, seventh you know, running once a month, you're, you're just going to get crushed. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's like I, I got a, my first apartment was really nice. And then this asshole came in and wanted me to pay him every month. It was bullshit. <laughs> um, was that but, your dad? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the basement of my parents, but actually, but you know, uh, no, but um, no, it's true. Uh, purse is higher. Cause I was going to say, Tom, you have a question. Cause I'm going to get into like what we could do right away. Thomas, I mean, I did, but you're on a roll, so I'll... I, I was going to say, so, so, so I, I was going to say, and we usually That's do this later. later, but I think we'll talk about it from a lot of different angles. As owners, what can, what could they do better? Give me like three 
that horse racing can do better for the owners. Let's go for the owners. For the owners? We'll do for the betters. We'll do whatever. But for the owners right now, what could horse racing do better? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to say this and, and look, we are very high hands-on owners. Um, we're not really, you know, the type that just never comes and sees our horses unless the trainers make all the calls, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I'm kind of, I'm going to, I'm going to speak from a horseman, not necessarily as an owner. Um, I mean, because really the only thing from an owner bottom line wise, it's increased purses. I mean, right. That's kind of the, um, but I think, you know, the, um, what was I going to say here? So the, the, the horsemen's organizations in certain, you know, in States, um, need to have better representation because a lot of them are ill-equipped to negotiate with these big racetrack owners, if that makes sense. Um, I don't think the horsemen are getting a fair share of the deal in a lot of places. Um, now I understand the racetracks got to keep the doors open, but, um, they need, but they need a product to run and, you know, let's, I mean, we, we can go off on a little tangent here, but lowering takeout, I mean, we can talk about that. You know what I'm saying? There's all kinds of things gambling wise that they can do to make it a better product. Um, also, you know, the racing offices, um, I, I, there's a lot of lazy racing secretaries out there that just write the book and whatever. I mean, you should know every horse that's on that backside and find a way to maximize those fields. And I don't, I don't, some places aren't doing a good job of that. Um, you know, there's, um, so, I mean, it's, it's like we were talking before we, you know, started recording, it's all cyclical. I mean, all this, you know, affects one another and, uh, um, I get it, but I mean, you know, I can talk, just make a quick example. I, when I got there, our handle was like 6 million bucks. When I left, it was 36 million and we lower takeout. And a lot of people will tell you, oh, you guys had these huge purses, which made your field size huge. Well, that's true. But every year, our handle kept going up. Field size went up and kind of stayed up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. people realize the value we were offering there. And the handle literally every year was just flying up. Um, so, I mean, that's a perfect example right there of what lowering takeout will do. Now, I know, again, it ain't going to help your bottom line, you know, at your next quarterly meeting. But the next year and the next year and the next year, it'll, it'll, it'll go up and keep getting higher. And, um, you know, cause now horse racing is competing with sports betting and, and, um, you know, the, the rake on that isn't as much. Now I still love horse race betting because there's always the get out race and there's, you know what I'm saying? You can, you can bet, I know you can parlay stuff in sports, but like, you know, you can bet a 10 cent super to win thousands i mean right you know what i'm saying and, and that's a lot harder to do in sports betting but we still have to compete there's not you know uh the way the money's moving they, they've got to get more innovative and um and you know like i applaud the stronic group for trying the the roulette wager now it didn't work at all and i thought they scrapped it but at least they tried something you know what i'm saying a little bit outside was, the box thinking that exactly yeah I mean, like we did the jockey wager at Kentucky Downs and I did it two years and the second year handle was up like 50%, you know, and they stopped doing it, which that's, you know, they're right. But it'd be cool to see someone pick that up and do it. Yes. Something that we I, talked about actually in a previous yeah. show. <clears throat> yeah. I think that would crush it, Saratoga. You know what I'm saying? You've got that all-star jockey lineup. I mean, yeah. you got a bunch of people, you know, ladies there that don't know how to handicap. They just know they, they bet I read. You know what right. I'm saying? I mean, 
and it's a, it's a fun way to get invested over, you know, a certain number of races and not, not have a whole lot in it, but, but still be able to root and have fun. Um, so I don't know, you know, like I have a feeling the rest of the show is going to keep kind of, <laughs> cause it's like, you think about and talk about one thing and it just leads you to another, but I mean, everyone. Can do that. No. And it's, that's, that's good stuff. And I, I was talking to a friend, uh, who's, who's a small, uh, smaller owner here in the mid Atlantic, uh, Amenta racing. One thing that, that he wanted me to bring up and I'll discuss with you, CJ, um, and this, this could get into a whole other rabbit hole, uh, but a universal horse license, almost like a, almost like a driver's license. You have a driver's license in the state of California, you can drive in Delaware, but mm-hmm. if you have a, a state of California horse license, you can't run in Delaware. Um, sure. That, and that, that's, that's, that's again, something coming in from like a, like an owner's aspect. And that is a whole other umbrella that we could talk to about a whole independent body and just having a governing board, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I do. I, I, yeah, I do support one governing body and it's safety medication, uniformity on, you know, discipline, um, you know, honoring suspensions, all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, when you say license, I, w- I will say this, there is uh, the National Racing Compact where you do one license through them, but then they still get you individually licensed in each state. So it's not essentially one license, but it does make the owner's life a lot easier because you just go to them instead of hunting down different commissions. You know what I'm saying? Um, sure. But it's still not, I, I agree with you. And that's, you know, that's football's got the NFL, right? You know, and I know our, our, our model and the way we fund our game is a lot different than football, but you know, to get the, to get the trust of the betters, to get the trust of the owners, hell, I, I, you know, I don't like getting beat by cheats. I mean, I, I want it to be, um, you know, a fair playing field. And, um, you know, I think, and, and I don't know if this, you know, if this new HISA is going to be the answer or is going to do it right, you know, right away, but, I support them trying, um, you know, and if tracks don't want to get on board, screw them. I mean, honestly, it's, and, and I don't know how you really enforce that. You know, it, I was just kind of thinking about it, like, Hey, what's the pinnacle of racing, you know, kind of graded stakes. Right. I mean, sure. so if, if you don't want to play by our rules, you know, and you'd have to have the greatest stakes committee included in this, you know, with the HISA thing, if you don't want to play by our rules, no greatest stakes. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and I, again, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I've got no idea how you could how you could actually make that work. But that was just kind of my first thought. You know, and if these tracks don't want to do it, then fine. You know, and then there has to be some type of penalty. Well, or, yeah, it's almost yeah. like it's almost like when the Masters, you know, when they kind of came down on them, when they're like, you know, that's great. Um, and I'm one of those people that you can have a, if you have a club, you can let whoever you want in. Fine, like mm-hmm. that's America. Great. I don't might not agree with it or anything like that but we don't have to have the masters here. You know, it's one yeah, of those, like, sure. if you don't want to play ball. Yeah. We don't have to include you. Correct. You know, I mean, but we run into that. You run into the Preakness when they wanted to go away from Pimlico. Yeah. You know, they're like, no, we have a contract with the Preakness. In my world, it'd be, hey, whoever can hold the Preakness, that's ours, not yeah. yours. Um, you know, just Pimlico, just saying. Yeah. You know, sure. but, but that's the hard part. Cause it is that 
how you, can you do it? But yeah, there's a point where we have to do that stuff. Yeah. Be like, if you don't want to play, cool, you can do your thing, but we're going to move our races to here. Yeah, you'll 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 then be kind of relegated to the minor leagues. Huh. That's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and 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 you know, hey, some of these tracks, as long as they got slot welfare, they might be okay with it. You know, I don't. That's, I, you know, but I'm not going to bet on it. Yeah. I mean, and if and if and then the horsemen are going to have to hold their feet to the fire. You know, so I don't know. Um, and that's the thing with horse racing is the most complicated sport business wise you know what i'm saying because there's so many interest groups with you know nfl you pretty much got the owners the players the league right i mean the fans but i mean here you've got betters owners trainers jockeys <laughs> tracks adws you know yeah. Um, yeah and if the track is owned by a casino you have to deal with the, the, the casino. well yeah i mean i think yeah. we created well, yeah. that like basically we have a bunch of jerry joneses out there which is nothing yeah. against jerry jones a great businessman but when he said i'm going to sell pepsi at my track my place he's he's the guy that there's 50 jerry joneses mm-hmm. with horse racing sure there's one in the nfl um you know i want to own the parking lot i want the people to pay for the stadium um, I don't know if Jerry did that exactly, but I know he did the, you know, um, everything out there. Oh, yeah, you're in Texas. You know this. <laughs> I, I would rather not talk about the Cowboys right now. But, uh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, sore spot. Uh, but uh, yeah, but but, you know, we have a bunch of those in horse racing where it's. Yeah. And I think we always everything we talk about, Tom, goes back to this. You got a bunch of groups that don't get along making their own rules. Yep. In it's a shame because it CJ alluded to it earlier, and it's something that you and I Randy, talked about ad nauseum. It is some people don't want to change. And you look at Lee, you look at everything, you look at other other different sports and people will change, but you have some of these people that are uh in some of these groups, they they're happy with how things are running. They don't want different ideas because mm-hmm. that might that might hurt their comfy job and they may have to do a little bit extra work unfortunately i'm starting to wonder if they care like like you know like the best for the sport it's like are these guys just that old that they're just like i don't give a shit you know what i mean like like i always think that when i get old i'm gonna actually be nicer i mean i might not act nicer but i'll be like i'm going soon let me you know let me make friends now that I might have been enemies with that'll like make my legacy build more. Sure. Right? I mean, and when you, I mean, you know, a lot of these top tracks, um, well, a couple of them, I mean, you know, especially the ones owned by casino companies and stuff, there's a reason those, those guys that are leading those tracks are the way they are. Now I'm not, I could never be that kind of person, but I mean, those guys are cut throat. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't give a shit as long as they're, you know, their quarterly reporting meeting goes well. And that's really all they care about. Um, no, it is weird. I don't know. You need a businessman, but you don't want a businessman. You want somebody that's to true. Them. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if, if it's someone who actually cares about it, you know, they're going to understand, hey, we, we might not, you know, do as well this year, but hey, we're, we're making an effort to, um, you know, bring in new owners and, and, and make the game um, better for the you know, the betters, um, you know, and that's one of the reasons I, I, and, and guys like Aiden, you know, comes in and is running the Strana group and, and 
I've got faith because he seems like he's going to listen, you know, and he's, he's, he's already made some, um, you know, some changes and done some stuff. Um, so, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know. I, I, when guys like that come in and, and I've seen them at races, you know, actually listening, not just sitting in a box looking pretty, you know what I'm saying? And talking huh. to people. So, um, he's not, th- he's not just there to hand out the trophy, you know what I'm saying? So I've got some faith there. Um, but you know, there's some other tracks that just really have no clue. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to call any out by name, but you know, I mean, whether it's, whether it's getting a race to, to go and, you know, the racing secretary, you know, you got a horse, I can't tell you how many times we've, you know, had a horse sitting on a win and the race is supposed to go, the race is supposed to go and we don't even get to run, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then we have to sure. work them because they can't run and they get hurt in a workout and they're up, you know, they're out for 60, 90 days. Yeah. And they can't build, they, they just Multiple can't tell. Yeah. 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 We had, we had that happen with them. Um, funny thing is, I think it was Dr. Shavo and vertical threat. Both tried to get into a condition. No one would go into conditions. They were writing mm-hmm. conditions for them. And, and the, or they'd write a condition that everybody filled on the Saturday because yeah. why would they do that? And they were in a Sunday. And it was Dr. Scheibel and Vertical Threat. You know what I mean? You had these two horses and Vertical Threat ends up having to go to Kentucky and ends up dying. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. You know, not that he had to go because of that, but, you know, that's the, the, like the domino effect. And there yep. you had these two horses that were young horses ready to go. Um, they were going to go up to Pleasanton together at one point. Oh, wow. Because they, they didn't get in Santa Anita two times. Or, yeah, I think it was or down. No, Santa Anita. And then Los Al came up. Los Al was like, no, we'll get into Los Al. They didn't do it. Same thing. Like, you're sitting there, and I can't imagine if those two can't get into a race. What yeah. are you doing on a two-condition win, you know, claim or, or allowance claim, race? Right at a mile on the turf like yeah those those uh you know those uh no we've had to move horses from trainers and it's not the trainer's fault they're a great trainer you know what i'm saying but the source has got to go somewhere where it can run and it can't run here yeah you know um it's really frustrating and i i I mean i don't even i've got a ton of uh shipping bills over here i mean it's unbelievable oh jeez and then, yeah, and, we, yeah, we, and we then in turn, we got to move them. We got to move them. They can run. Yeah, and then in turn, CJ, you have to call up your people. Yeah, and and then you have to say, well, when are we running again? What's going on? Well, yeah. we can't find a race. Oh, and they're trying to do everything. One, here's your bill for shipping this horse to Arkansas because mm-hmm. it's the only race we can find. It, it's yeah, it's yeah, mean, no, exactly, um, exactly, and and I think you know. That's kind of a lot of the racing secretaries are kind of the, you know, they've been doing it for a long time. I understand it. Um, but it's, you know, it's a good racing secretary literally knows every horse on the backside and knows what races will fill. You know, it's kind of like a good jock. Huh. You know, they, they know every horse on the backside too. And a good jocks agent can, can help you, you know, if you've, if you've got a rider in a good relationship with one, um, you know, they, um, uh, like for example, I mean that race we won at Sam Houston. You know, I, I talked to Jose Santos about it because um, he was originally supposed to ride the horse, but he had another call come up and he, he couldn't. But he helped me pick that spot because he said, "Ah, here's who's who, here's who I think is going to go in the race. I think you can pick up a check." You know what I'm saying? And I kind of did my own research, and you know, but otherwise we would have been running for fifteen thousand, <laughs> like a fifteen thousand wow. dollar claimer, and right. the purse is like thirteen. You know what I'm saying? And what a one claim it really yeah. is and, 
and instead we won a maiden special didn't get claimed and we can you know we live to fight another day um because there was nothing there was nothing in between a maiden 15 and a maiden special oh yeah okay this is a rabbit hole i do want to go and before we wrap it up i do want to go down this one because this is very interesting to me that people i believe don't know because like i said i learned about that then i saw like oh here's a saturday race that they put in that they shouldn't have put in because now the Sunday race won't fill like mm-hmm. things like that, that people don't think about with these conditions and this and that, because for everybody out there, that's, you know, 90% of people that read a program, those things on the top, when you really read them, those are conditions they have to meet. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard to fill those. Um, I mean, what do you do? Like, like you're absolutely right. I think you started and maybe that's the whole thing. If you're the racing secretary, know all the horses there. Like you mm-hmm. have to be the smartest student of your track. Sure. Um, yeah. Is there anything else? More horses in the races, more races, more less maiden races. I don't know. Different conditions. Yeah. Is there anything Different like conditions. That? Yeah. And that's, and you'll see it sometimes, you know, I know um, like Goldstream, you know, it's a, it's a non-winners of, uh, you know, a race blah 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 or non-winners of ten thousand dollars two times and or a non-winners of three you know i don't that's probably not right but they'll throw multiple conditions <laughs> um and you know at least you've got a spot you're eligible to run in you know what i'm saying at least you can run them um you know it might not be the best spot for you maybe you had another race picked out but and that's another thing you know it's like well do i enter here if the race i really want to run in is in a week you know, um, and then you kind of, you know, you hope you don't screw yourself, but, um, you know, but you got to kind of find out, eh, is this race, you think this race is going to go? Probably not. All right, we're gonna, we'll go in this race, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, and again, I've, that's one thing I really have no experience in is, uh, is, uh, you know, I've worked in a racing office, but never written uh, a condition book. And so I, um, I respect the hell out of racing secretaries because their job is not easy. But it needs to go further than just copying last year's condition book and running the same. That's and maybe you know what, and, that, and, that, and that and that's what they do. They they, yeah. they uh, it, maybe it extending like the conditions, they, especially now when horses like retire. They, so I want to ask you because this is kind of a hot topic, real quick, CJ. I heard rumors Naira's talking about no coupled entries with trainers. Did you hear about this? I did not actually. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a rumor. Um, it's kind of like I just kind of heard it. Um, yeah. Which I thought would be, listen, in California with Baffert here, it would be pretty unbelievable. Um, we might have a two horse race, but actually, I think there's less because of Baffert horses. But it could so be. So, wait, are you saying, are you saying no ed- trainers can't enter two horses? Yeah. Like, I heard rumors not, that no okay, trainers can enter two or two barn horses, no two barn horses. Could that work? I don't know. This just. Uh, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't think so. Um, literally, this is the first time I ever even heard of it, and I was kind of you know, I was, I was at the sale just making week. up stuff for our show. I, I, I've been off the grid, so I haven't really uh, been that in tune with the news. Um, but yeah, I got, I mean, yeah, if they did that in California, you're screwed, obviously. And I mean, that's a whole nother other topic, man, is is the uh, the the super trainer. Um, look, I understand, I've, I've got a couple with Asmussen. Um, but you know, should something be done? I think that's really hurting the sport as well. It's hurting the little trainer. That's never a good thing when, when trainers are dropping like flies. Um, 
you know, we had to do what we had to do as owners and sell some horses at the sale last week. We left one of our trainers with two horses. And that guy won a Kentucky Derby, by the way. And he's got two horses. You're telling me he forgot how to train? No. It's just everyone's sending, you know what I'm saying? So now, like, we're looking to claim horses just to fill up stalls for him because he's such a great guy and a great trainer. You know what I'm saying? And and he and he's done well for us, but we had to look out, you know, for our partnerships and sell some. Um, and it was, it was uh, you know, it was all either claimers or, you know, someone that was maybe kind of starting to go downhill a little bit and we need to get the most for it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that, you know, that guy's got two horses now. That's not right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, what we'll do sometimes is if, if one's not working with someone, we'll move them to him and, and that kind of stuff. And, um, but he's a, he's a great guy and deserves, you know, full barn, but yeah. it's just a way. And so when you're losing trainers, man, you're, I mean, you know, say you're a trainer and you got kids and you can't train anymore. You know, those kids could have grown up to be trainers or owners or, you know, whatever. I mean, you're, mm -hmm. I don't know. It kind of hurts the whole thing. And, and, and again, I don't know how the hell you, you do that, but you know, it, it would be, I think, uh, trainers should be limited on their amount of horses. They can I, thought, I was going to say cap the horses in your barn. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, that's I just don't know how you cap really... we could do, but it's not American. It's not well, capitalism. Right? Exactly. And, and you're right. And then all the training centers, I mean, how the hell, you know, um, you know, how many horses might be there? Yeah. You can cap how many stalls the guy's got at the barn. I mean, at the track, but who knows how many he's got training centers exactly. shipping in and out. <laughs> yeah. And, or yeah, he just, good point. he finds his worst five and then that guy. Yeah. What's the difference? And, 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 and let's just go off on another little tangent here. Like guys getting denied stalls yet. You give this guy, you know, a hundred stalls yet this guy wants 10 and you're like we got three for you you know what i'm saying like make the big guy ship in and out of training centers or something if if, if the little guy can fill those stalls and he wants them you know what i'm saying i mean that's just and that's that's preferential treatment that's, of the big boys i was gonna say that, that that's just favoritism to, to hey, they don't want to lose them because they're and, they, and they want them to fill the races i get yeah. it you know yeah. this guy sure. answers just, but I mean, yeah, I've had, yeah. I've, I've, I've had, you know, a trainer get denied stalls and they said, well, you didn't run enough. Well, guess what? Three of our horses got hurt because your track was a pile of shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and this right? guy's not tough on horses, but like, and, and this is not, um, you know, I'm talking about a different trainer now, but this, this was uh, something that came up last year. Like the guy couldn't get stalls and literally they said, well, you don't run enough. And it's like, uh, he would have three more horses in his, you know, he need three more stalls right now if they didn't get hurt because of your wow. shit track. Your track. Yeah. I mean, they just weren't, you know, they weren't keeping up with it the way they should have. And when the climate changed and all this other stuff, and I'm not going to name names, but it was unbelievable. I mean, you know, the poor guy were fighting for stalls and yet one of the big boys has 50 stalls yet 10 of them are empty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Interesting. That's the kind of stuff that, that's the kind of stuff that we don't, see on on the on uh, from the fan perspective and that that's why we're we happy here see no absolutely and then there's so many little intricacies and think about it i mean this is this is and i'll say it i mean what do you do and it's, it's a question for everything when you think about it it's like when people say and for everybody out there who doesn't understand even the horse racing angle that cj is saying is you know it's when they say these big companies that employ fifty thousand people they're not paying as many taxes 
and we need to charge them more. And then they, the company looks at them and goes, well, I'll just shut the door. Yeah. And we'll lose 50,000 people. They yeah. own you at that point. Yeah. And that's what it is. And kind of like what we're yeah. saying, we've let these trainers own us. Yeah. Um, and how do you, if they're just like, well, I'll just bring my horses somewhere else. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. You know? <laughs> you don't want to do that. Right. I mean, we do that. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. You, you, you have your, you have your big trainers in all, all different regions. You have down in your neck of the woods, I guess Broberg is pretty big. You, you do something like that to Broberg could be like, Oh, I'm, I might just run, run up in the mid Atlantic or, or somewhere. If they're, if they're going to, yeah. if they're going to shut me out. And, and I mean, I, I don't know. And I, I could be totally off here, but you know, if it, like a lot of these, I mean, I would think that, you know, those horses got to go somewhere. So, I mean, you know, some owners, yes, I get it. You might be very loyal to that trainer and says, okay, take them to the mid Atlantic. Um, I, we spot horses where we think they're best. Some horses don't run well at Gulfstream. You know what I'm saying? So, and like, you know, I got a couple in New York, they run like hell down South when it gets hot and on that firm turf course. So they're laid up in New York right now. We tried it last year. They got their ass kicked all over the place. So me personally, I'm yeah, they're staying in New York because that's the only place they can win. And they're taking it easy right now instead of, you know, and they're $35,000 claimers. We're not talking about graded stakes horses here, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Instead of bringing them down South and getting their ass kicked and losing money and maybe risking getting hurt. Anyways, like I, I would say, okay, I'm going to give these horses to someone else. You know, if, 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 uh, and that's the thing they let these big boys get away with murder and, and, you know, um, it's everything from the overages and just slap on the wrist. I mean, I, I can't remember if it was your show, but I, I, I know I mentioned it. I had, you know, a trainer who's fighting a meth positive and it was like clearly contamination. The guy didn't even give our horses Lasix if they don't need it. You know what I'm saying? And they're trying to literally, if, if, if he gets what they're trying to give him, it's he's done. He doesn't wow. have enough horses. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And he's done. And yet, these guys get overages in the biggest race in the world. It's just, okay. You know? Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, to me personally, I would think that another trainer will get those horses. I'm not going to miss you. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. Be gone. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Um, but that's that, true. And, and it gives other trainers an opportunity. Um, Cause there are, there are so many good any, we're in three different regions. Three guys were in three different regions. We all know of just these young trainers who mm-hmm. are good that don't have the opportunity to have a huge barn, but but will will work the shit out of the three four horses that they have and just just trying to grow. But you have you have the trainers who shall remain nameless in each region that will have three times the amount. Yeah. And, and, you know, this uh, just reminded me of another thing that uh, I was talking to a good friend kind of discussing this and and he brought up the good point here is, you know, the main difference between um, not the main difference, but a big difference between big boy trainers and small trainers. Okay. in in the win percentage, and because it is tough, like, um, you know, I got, there's trainers that I know that I respect the hell of, and I know they're great horsemen. Their win percentage might not be as high. Well, you know, think about this. If you only got 10 in your barn versus, you know, a trainer who's got a hundred, that trainer who's got a hundred, the horse isn't doing well. 
says, just send him to the farm for 30 days. Guy who's got 10 horses can't afford to do that. No, run. He's running. Yeah. And then they're going to go downhill. And then you're kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's. Uh, or they can get hurt. I mean. Yeah. 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 yeah but, but you it, see what I'm saying? I mean, they, those smaller guys can't afford to just say, ah, yeah, go ahead and send him to the farm for, for a month. And, um, you know, I'll replace him with another one. They should do like, should do like an ROI on like how much your barn is worth. You know, you know what I mean? And like yeah. how much your return is. You imagine like looking at a trainer's like, you, you know, if you look at like, I mean, obviously the richest barn's got like Baffert. You yeah. know what I mean? Like every horse is like $2 million. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what's your return? Uh, yeah. I mean, unless they make a stallion, nothing near that. Unless they no. win the Derby, you know, but if they, and, and it's like, if they win the Derby, they're going to be a stallion, obviously. So they'll get paid. But um, I mean, yeah, you basically, if you're a Colt and you cost a lot of money, you basically got to win a grade one to even, you know, Great get dude. anything back. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, that's, that's again, that's kind of why we do, you know, our partnerships with Phillies, because we can always sell them as broodmares. And, and if they get black type, they're worth a lot more. And, and you know, you, we can, we're not going to basically lose our ass every partnership, you know. Get them, get them to the shed. That was one of the ones uh, we actually brought up. The um, the incentive. Talk about a condition. Bigger money for staying around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not not retiring at three. I I, I consider it like uh, college basketball. One, you're done. Right? Yeah. Why not? Look, I love college basketball. I don't follow it at all anymore because I don't know who the hell is playing. I don't know any of these guys. <laughs> I agree. I, I, you, you, you know, you got to go for the team. uniform. Yeah. But I mean, like, what, you know, I don't, I'm like, oh, where'd this guy go? Oh, he's in the league now, buried on the bench in the D League or something. You know what I'm saying? Because he decided to go one and done, you know, and, and I get it though. I, I totally understand. Look, we, um, you know, we, we got a nice multiple grade three winning mayor, grade one placed. We put her in the auction after the Breeders' Cup, um, you know, and she didn't meet the reserve. We kept her. She ran another, you know, year. Didn't, you know, her value probably went down a little bit. It's kind of like your, you know, your draft stock, mm-hmm. you know. Um, okay. Should have sold her when she was worth her highest, but but we thought she had more in her, you yeah. know. And and she's, she's, uh, we just retired her and, um yeah, she's, we'll sell her next November, but, um, you know, we're not going to get as much for her. Not, so, I mean, you really, you do need to sell when the, the it's, you know, the price is high, but it's just, it's, it's tough. I mean, because like everyone loves, you know, those, those, that's, that's a way to grow fans is, you know, these war horses that run year in, year out. And, you know, you can become a fan of them, you know, the, uh, like the old days. Um, now I understand the durability isn't what it used to be and all that kind of stuff, but still, I, I agree with you, you know, yeah. maybe find a way to, to, uh, you know, structure a purse, maybe for the Breeders' Cup Classic. If you're a five-year-old and win it, you get, yeah, I, sure. again, you know, someone's got to sign the stick around have, yeah, or some, have a, have a five-year-old enough in the, at the on Breeders' Cup day to, it, to, and make that purse like $400,000, yeah, sure. something to that extent. Or yeah. just like I say with people, we should give rewards for vasectomies. We should reward for geldings. Um, that's probably hey, a whole different a, topic uh, that I probably should we, 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 uh, we might want to edit that part out, by the way. We had, uh, a, <laughs> we had a nine-year-old gelding win today at Parks. Yeah. 
nine years old. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope it was a gelding. If it wasn't a gelding, that'd be really weird. Uh, yeah. Would, yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, I think we go back to the beginning, man. Every every single person that has an interest in this game can do better. And, um, you know, I, I think we're headed in the right direction. Um, you know, I hope this this Heisa thing can get sorted out. I mean, I, I'm I'm so damn busy running, you know, 40-something horses and all this. I, I don't follow it all like I should. And, um, you know, I know that there's been some news coming out recently about it, about the with the USDA or whatever and the drug testing. And they got to get that shit sorted out because that's – I mean, everyone knows the real right. cheats are ahead of the testing. <laughs> I know it's going to cost money again. And you're not – it's not going to be a good thing short term, but long term, it's going to give people faith in, in the game and know that it's a level playing field, you know, um, right. if, the, if the testing is right and doing what it's supposed to do um you know they got to get that kind of stuff figured out um so i don't know it's uh yeah. well with, with that being said cj we will wrap it up but quick fast cj is commissioner i know you don't have time for this if you are commissioner five bullet points right away off the top of your head i know you already mentioned them what would they be if you're what would your running uh points be i guess if you're running for commissioner right now what could we do quick fast five of them we have to get into it man Lower takeout, <clears throat> um, straighten out the ADW uh, situation, and you know, real quick, there's like gray states like Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? There's no, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. There's no racetrack in Tennessee, but you can bet on your ADW. So, the way an ADW works is, you know, they pay a track a host fee, and um, then whatever on top of the host fee, um, you know, the t- say takeout's twenty percent, host fee's five percent. ADW gets that 15%. And if it's in a state with a track, that gets split, you know, with the horsemen. And that and money goes to, you know, purses, whatever. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. Yeah, but, but like in Tennessee, the ADW is getting it all. You know what I'm saying? The track is getting their part. Um, but, I mean, you know, and some of that goes to paramutual taxes, you know, all that. You know, it goes to other places. But, you know, in gray states um, – Hell, Texas, it's not even legal here. Legalized ADWs in Texas. Um, I mean, that was just a I one of my best wow. friends used to bet on his ADW all the time. And when they outlawed it, now he couldn't even tell you who won the derby last year. I mean, that's I'm 39. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a prime example right there of what ADWs can do. Now I know it does hurt the on-track oh. attendance, but you kind of you know, you got to hope that it, it turns those people into fans. And once they, you know, get to the track and realize how much better it is when you're at the track, I think we can all agree. Right. I mean, but yeah. um, <clears throat> let's see. And then uh, I would I would also and I know this is probably going to like, you know, all the simulcast contracts and that kind of stuff. I, I some of these tracks are just ripping off other tracks. So, if, you know, if you're a. Uh, Lone Star Park here. You have to have a contract with, um, you know, X Track to carry their signal. Well, you're not getting the same rate as this other track. You know what I'm saying? And that's a bunch huh. of bullshit too. You know, they'll charge the small guy eight percent for their fee, but oh, their buddy over here is getting it for four or five. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so the brick and mortar places. I mean, you. When I, I ran the simulcasting at Kentucky Downs, we got like, you know, 
two cents on the dollar or something that was bet there. You know, oh, I mean, there's wow. just yeah, and I mean, just had it so people would be entertained between races. That's it. Exactly. Unbelievable. Wow. And, Almost and like somebody, an afterthought. Yeah, and oh, it was it was really hard to. Um, you know, when I got in there, they were losing a lot of money in simulcasting, and I kind of turned it around to where, I mean, really with simulcasting, you hope to just break even, you know, and then make some money on food sales and that kind of, and, but I mean, it's tough. Um, it's really tough. So I think, I think, you know, again, these big boys are taking advantage of, um, of others and, um, you know, they're using their, their, um, I don't know, man, it's, 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 once I, once I started learning about it all and really getting into it, it was just like, man, this is just broken. I mean, it, something's got to be done, you know, and no one, but no one's going to, um, I'm not even going to get into this, but there's some shit going on in Arizona right now with Turf Paradise and Arizona Downs. And there's, you know, and there's uh, some political stuff going on because, you know, they were supposed to get some COVID relief money and it's not getting distributed right. And that's because uh, certain someone's got, you know, a relationship with someone up high and i mean you know just stuff like that um it's all got to get kind of cleaned up good old boy network backside front side everywhere um and uh let's see so i think that was probably about 10 things but not really um i think i said three good ones um perfect shoot man i don't know i i now i i should have written notes down so i had no it's i think no listen i think you covered it because you said basically The one you didn't do, I think Universal, you basically said, um, like basically a commission for everybody. Let's make this mm-hmm. thing. You basically yeah. Said, um, yeah. But but we gotta take care of the horse players. And um that that's number one. You gotta make the game uh because obviously the purse money ain't gonna grow without the handle growing. And um, you know, anything from and photo finish equipment you know what i'm saying timing exactly like we actually stuff, yeah we like, actually yeah, talked we, about that where they do a better job overseas with yeah. with, with all that stuff like we can't yeah. get into technology we're fucking america i yeah. mean we should be okay with it yeah. i mean i'm not saying we have to be better than everybody but we should be pretty good I mean, well, and you see certain sports on tv like and i'm probably going to be wrong and someone will probably like send me a tweet saying yeah you are but like I find it hard to believe that, uh, oh, my God, what was it the other day? Something was on, like, ESPN, and I'm like, wait, you're telling me this shit is more popular than horse racing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but their their technology was better for that. Like, And I'm like, what what is going on here? This makes no sense. And I know we've all seen, like, cornhole, but this was, like, this was something (laughs) wild. This was, like, an actual sport, but still you're like, there's no way that's more popular than horse racing. I can't remember what it was. Um, Isn't isn't cricket the biggest sport in the world? I mean, we can't with that. Um, yeah no, I know. <laughs> um you know what it might oh it was uh it was like women's gymnastics or something like college and it was like the number one so-and-so and the number four so-and-so it's like the first televised women's college gymnastics or you know something like that like just and i'm like you're telling me more people are going to watch this than horse racing you know and I don't know. Well, it gets back. Yeah, I mean that's all. It gets back to promotion. Well, and it gets back no... to when you're a kid. We don't play horse racing. We don't. You know what I mean? You have a friend that's a gymnast. Your high school had gymnastics. We didn't have horse racing, mm-hmm. which means we need to bring kids to the track. Mm-hmm. Like I always oh, yeah. say, like I've given up on like the millennials coming to the track. Um, you know what I mean? Like the sure. younger generation, like maybe the millennials' kids. 
or you know whatever need to bring them there because they're not. I don't think they're jumping in at 25, 26. I think they need to go when they're younger and get into. Yeah, it. yeah. Well, I mean, and it is ridiculously intimidating to learn how to bet. But I mean, you don't even like like you start like I did, like just become a fan of the horses and like, yes. you know what I'm saying? And yes, and, that, that was our first couple episodes. That's exactly what we talked about. CJ. Everybody and, says the same thing. Yeah. And then you merge educated. into a horse player. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, hell, my dad would give me 20 bucks every time I went to the races. I bet $2 a race. I had no yeah. idea what I was doing, but like just freaking have fun. And then, you know, then it turned into really once I, you know, got into college, learning more and you know qualified for the nhc the bcbc and and really getting you know serious about it and then of course i have kids and and now i've got no time to do it anymore but um <laughs> and uh so yeah i mean it's i you know i know a couple of you know millennials that are getting into it and and by the way i'm right on that cusp i, don't yeah, I think you are myself a millennial, actually no i am i am old school i would uh no but rather, i think by definition you are 39 i think you see are. i've seen the the whole i'm on the i'm like right on the fringe um because everyone's got their own definition but i i you know i'm i'm i don't know i don't know and, and there's nothing i'm not even i'm not even destroying that generation or anything it's just they just didn't go well, um, that's the other thing. I, I grew up like outside, you know, s s getting hurt all the time and not, you know, inside in front of a TV, you know, like, so that's <laughs> why I also it's, uh, you know, my mom didn't know where I was all day, you know, like, <laughs> sure. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, and I just, I grew up going and just loving watching the horses and stuff. I don't know. It's, um, <clears throat> so I, I try and take my kids now. I don't force it on them, but you know, my son, he never really cared much. And then like, uh, uh, we hit a, I bet, I bet a first time starter for him at Lone Star that popped at eight to one. And he walked up and as soon as the money was in his hand, he was like, all right, you know, he's six. <laughs> and, and I'm he, into he, this he, now. There you he go. Got it. Now my youngest, she, she was five at the time. And she's like, look at that horse. It's so pretty. You know, she has a horse named after her. She freaks out anytime, you know, that kind of stuff. So they're two kind of different ones. And I know my, my son will end up you know, being more pride of the gambler and my, my youngest will just want to go enjoy the races. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's just so damn tough, man. We gotta, we gotta do a better job at everything and, oh, and yeah. marketing oh, to yeah. everyone. <clears throat> that's, and that's honestly why we're even doing this show and we're trying to do more stuff that's entertainment and making people learn. We did the easy mm -hmm. over Sunday silence. You know, I think people need people if they watch this stuff, will be more into horse racing. I mean, it's it's not, you know, and the old people can enjoy it as well, the older fans. I oh, just, yeah. Because there is such a great history. There's, there's such a great history to the sport that, you know, everybody knows who Babe Ruth is, or it, but but there's such a great unknown, almost untapped history of the sport. Sure, people know Secretariat, a uh, couple, couple of the triple crown winners but there's just this sport is is so old and it's so exciting that that it, it, it yeah it, it needs to just pe people need people like us uh are the ones who are talking to to the next generation about it. yeah and and i was a history major like and i so i love i'll go and i'll get on youtube and find like old you know race replays and documentaries on you know and um like that kind of stuff just I, I love it even more. You know what I'm saying? Like, so this uh, November we had one running at Aqueduct, and we we're actually supposed to have two on that 
day and one of them uh chipped her knee after i already made my flight but i was like i'm gonna go you know i've never been to aqueduct but i you know i know about the history there now everyone else will tell you aqueduct's a pile of shit while you're going there I, i'm one of I don't them care. i want to i want to see it i mean like, yeah. you know of what course. i'm saying like i i love that pile of shit you know like literally i i was right. walking around like this, this place is awesome you know like it's i just because so of, of the history it was like old yankee stadium like if you went to old yankee stadium yeah i never did that but it was the shittiest place you've been to but it was yankee stadium it wasn't even fenway sure. it wasn't wrigley it was a shithole yeah but it was yankee stadium yeah so yep. yeah I understand. no i i totally totally get that but yeah like it really um I don't know it uh, going back and, and learning more about the history of it. Um, you know, really like it got me to love it even more, you know, and going and reading about racetracks that aren't there anymore. Um, yeah. That kind of stuff, you know, all the racetracks of the mid Atlantic back in the day, um, you know, what New York city had like what eight racetracks at one time, I think or something crazy, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, all that stuff. Um, I try and go any chance I get to go to a track. Um, I take it because you just don't know if it's going to be there again. Listen, I you grew know, up going to Savage, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I couldn't imagine that. I mean, that's yeah. Atlantic yeah. City racetrack was the first place I yeah, Atlantic City, Southwest yeah. Downs, Atlantic City, like Suffolk Downs, like Seabiscuit won there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, the history. <laughs> history there was unbelievable. Um, no, absolutely. Um, same with Atlantic City. Um, that that's where the uh that the Jersey Derby was there, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, Cam Gambolotti, tra- Cam Gambolotti trains for us, so you know I've heard about the. Uh, oh wow! The, wow. Uh, the Jersey days and the the spend a buck and the Jersey Derby. Yes, spend a buck. Yeah, spend a buck. Yeah, wow. I was there with my dad. See what we're doing here? I was there with yeah. my dad. All right, we're, we're not going to we're not going to keep CJ any longer. I think he gave us a ton of information on what we yes. can do. I hope we all didn't confuse everybody because <laughs> basically we came to the conclusion of. <laughs> We're fucked. (laughs) No, but I think that I think what I took out of it the most, and I think everybody can, all the great insight and the points. Um, you know, I think those great talking points, and I agree with all of them. But the big thing is what I really took of it is this is one of those, it's not a tomorrow thing. And us as people, especially nowadays, and I'm one of them, we like results right away. We can't think like that anymore. Mm-hmm. We can't no. think yeah. like it's going to be fixed next year. Yeah. We almost sure. have to think of the next generation. Hopefully we'll be around for it when this yeah. is actually fixed. And, and let me yeah. throw one more thing real quick. And, I, and I've met actually a bunch of young, young people that are, that are working, you know, on the front side of racetracks that get it. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I do, I am optimistic there. Because once once the old guard is gone, I, I think there's some yes. smart smart people that are running racetracks right now, um, or, or or you know working in uh, the front side of racetracks. Um, you know Andrew Offerman up at Canterbury is a friend of mine, great guy. He gets you know what I'm saying. Yeah, guys yeah like I mean that. like yeah, there's hey, a lot of Nate, great young. Nate, young. Nate, Nate at Santa Anita. Nate is a great guy. Like and I mean he's not young young, but he's you know what I'm saying? He's Chris, younger than Chris the old parts. Chris that, isn't very <laughs> old either, right? Mertz isn't old. No, Chris, no. No, he's not old. No. Uh, David but, but Aragona. You know um, yeah. uh, I mean. But, and Jeff just, Jeff uh, Mate just got uh, the job at Parks, which uh, he's a he's a young 
young, he's younger than. He's yeah, I know. I just, I think the young people will be great for the sport. We just got to get them in the door. I mean, yeah. we just got to get them here. Yeah. Yes, I, I think we need that. Um, we need these kids to have these ideas to go, what the hell are you guys doing? Oh, um, yeah. We do. We just yeah, got to get them in um, the door. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gary Palmazano at Churchill, he's, he's a young guy who gets it. And one day, hopefully, he'll be, you know, running that place. But he, he's a, He's the horse player. He understands it. He's, you know, he ran their racing uh, club for a while. He gets the big picture, you know. So, I'm, uh, I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic. But hell, I mean, this is my life. Like, if this, if this isn't around, I'm screwed. I don't know what the hell. I, like I said, I was a history major. Am I gonna go start <laughs> like teaching, teaching high school history? I don't no, think so. No, CJ, um, we'll be doing, we'll be doing a podcast about like World War II. We'll just, yeah, we'll just, and you can come on. We'll just, there you go. Okay. Um, transfer over to like, you know, the 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 Pentagon Papers. Turn the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, well no, we, we, I, this will always be around in the big in the big areas, you know, Kentucky. Um, and so, if I ever have to, I'm just going to go there. <laughs> hey. Right. Let's all let's we'll do probably it. see you there. <laughs> no. It's, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and may this may this podcast go down in, in the history books. But it, yeah. it's uh, we have we have learned a lot uh, tonight, and, and just it goes to show everybody goes me and Randy included that you know horse racing can be better for for everybody, uh, fans and trainers and even owners. Uh, the owners aren't just sitting there on their wallets uh, looking at the looking at the horses roll in and then just, just lighting their cigars. And like, yeah. C, and like CJ said, we've been, we plan on just doing like one thing and talking about fans comments. We're five episodes in and I don't even think we've cracked the surface. So I think we cracked no. it, but we, um, cracked it. we could go forever with this stuff. And I just hope it reaches somebody's ears. Maybe yeah. somebody out there is like, Oh wow. A lot of people think this, or I don't know what we can do. No. Yeah. Yep, and and CJ really man, appreciate your time, and and I know you're a friend of the show, and 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 thanks to thanks for coming on on your on your busy day, and and hope good luck. Uh, hope to see you in the winter circle again soon. No problem. Yeah, we started the year off two for three so far. So after a slow end of last year, we're hopefully we're back on track. We just got to get some of these guys healthy, and and uh, yeah, hopefully springtime we'll be firing on all cylinders. So. If you keep up that percentage, you're going to do fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, right? That's that, but that's his game, man. It's just literally, I mean, shoot, we won. I think we won. Yeah, we won December second, and didn't win another race all month. And uh, yeah, won uh, on the ninth and on the fifteenth of this month. So, but that's you know that's the game. Absolutely. We're going to see any of your horses coming up soon, and anything that we know. Yeah, we got one at Turfway on Friday, Maiden Claimer. Nothing exciting. Um, honestly, I haven't even gotten a chance to look at the race, so I don't know what to tell you on that one. She does have a race over the track, which I've learned that a lot of horses need. Our Turfway races hadn't been going too well. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, man, that, that meet's gotten tough, you know, and some horses just don't like it. Um, they just do not like that, that track. It's, it's uh, but what are you going to do? Um, so yeah, we actually, I, I moved a couple down to Gulfstream that were up there, uh, Dale Romans had, and I saw the way our other horses were running, you know, and I'm saying, and these, uh, these two-year-olds last year, they just turned three, 
you know, one had already won, the other ones run second. And so we, we like them. I was like, you know, they need to go to Florida. Let's find out the litmus test, you know, find out what we got at Gulfstream instead of, you know, maybe having the best horse in the race, but they, they don't get over the surface. And then you just look like an idiot. You burn a bunch of people's money. That, that's one thing I hate, you know, is when we're a big favorite, we absolutely run like trash because I feel bad for, you know, everyone who put their hard earned money on us, including myself, probably. But there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, well, good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good and luck that's and... CJ, horse, horse owner, father, husband, guy who's banned from bars in San Diego. We know this one for a fact. Uh, we won't bring that up though, CJ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another day. Um, he really didn't do anything wrong. Um, All right. Well, yeah. And I got back. And I got back in. <laughs> that's true <laughs> all right oh so God. so thank you so much cj for joining yeah. us we'll talk we'll talk after um no problem but definitely uh thanks for listening everybody tom you want to get up yeah, no you got it all right I'm going roll. With it, let's go yeah we're going keep checking out our stuff we're out here we have a live show coming up tomorrow um i don't know if this will be out by then but on tuesdays always off the rails we do the mid-atlantic tracks you probably have to have cj on that sometimes when one of his horses is running, maybe a Lone Star or a Turfway one time, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Off, off the rail, but these guys on Tuesdays, we're doing Thursdays. We got um a couple, maybe some Hollywood squares or some Triple Clown squares coming up. Uh, CJ, that'd be a fun one for you to be yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm open for that. Yeah, and we got the uh, time machine, everything good. We're going to do citation next time. Uh, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, so keep us uh, in mind, uh, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, whatever you can do. I'll see you later, everybody.